Everybody, welcome back to another talking baseball team profile and projection. Today we are doing the New York Yankees. Brought to you by Seat Geek mm. Code John Boy Preseason. Jake, the Yanks, you familiar? Uh, you should probably get familiar, uh, Sammy Adams or whichever one of the rappers sings that song. Uh, I'm very familiar with this team, James. Uh, you could say the roots of the company come from this team. And last year, this team was 99-63. and 63. They lost in the ALCS to the Houston Astros. Who would have known they would be there? They got swept 4-0. So, this offseason, who did they add? Tommy Canely returns to the Yankees. Turn down more money from Boston. That's a Yankee. He'll be in the pen. Hopefully, he's out with an injury to start the season. And Carlos Rodon, same song, different chorus with the injury thing. And hopefully it's just the start of the season. But an impact starter to pair at the top of the rotation. His numbers the past couple years are insane. That was their big move. They've got a couple MLB minor league invite guys. We'll see if a Rafael Ortega or Trev's Willie Calhoun can break Mm -hmm. camp with the team. Who the Yankees lost, it's actually it's an interesting little laundry list. Benintendi, they got him at the deadline. Jamison Tyone had been streaky yet consistent for them the past couple years. Heavy. Matt Carpenter gave a couple of the best months of baseball you'll see from a hitter. He's gone. Miguel, Ga- Miguel Castro, Araldis Chapman, Chad Green, the goose, and Marwin Gonzalez. He went to Japan. Lucas Litke's gone. Tilo, Zach Britton remains unsigned. So, parts in, parts out. The biggest, Judge and Rizzo, they re-signed them. That was a huge part of their offseason. But technically, no transaction listed there. Trev, after all of it, the Bronx Bombers. What's the lineup look down look like in the boogie down? Like many of these teams here at this type or this spot in the rankings, I'm a looking and I'm a liking. We got DJ LeMayhew. He's going to be playing third base, hitting at the top of the order. Then you got Judge... Who is he going to be in center field that we're doing? Maybe because I saw KF out there the other day shopping him. Anthony Rizzo, he resigned. I love that. He's meant to be a Yankee. He's meant to be a Yankee. Giancarlo Stanton, my guy. Then we have Glaber Torres as well. Cabrera will be kind of mixing and matching there. He's a switch hitter. Aaron Hicks will find himself in left. Also a switch hitter. I love Aaron. You know what? I love Aaron Hicks. Oswaldo Peraza, Anthony Volpe. Who's playing shortstop? We know yet? We don't know yet. Uh, then we got Higashioka and Jose Trevino splitting the catching duties. As you mentioned, maybe Willie Calhoun on the bench. Josh Donaldson's still there. IKF still there. Bader's hurt. Uh, he'll be out some time with that oblique. Uh, so there's a lot of depth here. I do like that. There are some question marks uh, but again, I like the lineup a lot, and how could you not? James, what about that starting pitching? Well, the rotation took some hits, like Jake said, with Rodon going out. You have Garrett Cole as the ace. He'll be there. He's been pretty uh, consistent since he got signed. Uh, Luis Severino is going to be in the starting rotation. His hopefully first full season since 2018, 2018. That's crazy. And because Rodon 
and Montas got hurt and are out, the two guys that were kind of fighting for the fifth spot get the four and the five in Domingo Herman and Clark Schmidt, both having good springs and enjoying that. But that's how the rotation, and Nestor, I didn't say Nestor Cortez, who made his first start back from getting injured, uh, got Cy Young votes last year. He'll be there as well. So that's the five. And then in the bullpen, you got a lot of names. Uh, you got Clay Holmes, Jonathan Loisega, mm. the Nicaraguan king, uh, Michael King. That's a big piece that's back. Just a normal king. Normal King. Wandy Peralta is a big one. Uh, Ron Marinaccio. Trevino's there. He got hurt. Canely's there. He's starting the season on the injured list. And uh, then you got some, you know, Weissert Crook guys that you don't have to know about if you're not a Yankees fan. Yeah. Trev, you're New York Yankees. Um, you know, you, you started asking us some Q&A before the TPP. Uh, we'll let you steer the ship because this is obviously something that uh, the three of us are quite passionate about this team, and we've had a whole offseason to talk about a lot of it. Yeah, no, this is essentially a question and answer for me to you guys about this. I First thing I said was, okay, we got Clay Holmes listed as a closer on our sheet. Is he going to be closing every single game? At, are we going to get some committee-type stuff? And I think the answer you got for me is to start the season, this guy's going to be it. And I was watching the highlights on him. Well, no. I forgot. He's not. He's not. You said he was. No, I said he was not. I mean, the most recent quotes from Boone are that it's closer by committee. And oh. Boone said if there's a lane of Springer, Bichette, Vladdy uh, in the seventh, Clay's going to get that lane. I the Yankees leverage. say okay. this a lot. They also say they're not going to do a six-man rotation, and then they do it, and they call it something else. So they kind of play this weird game with semantics and terminology. Like, I think he might do. They might do that once or twice. Okay. They say it's closer by committee, but it's probably not. So closer by committee doesn't have to mean like they're just switching closures all the time. Like you're right. So like if they do find themselves in that situation where you know the top of that Blue Jays lineup is coming up and 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 you need them to get locked down, and then you can rely on the guys to finish off the lower end of the lineup. That's kind of what they're thinking, but most of the time we'll have Clay out there, I'm, I'm assuming. It's the Yankees have talent in their bullpen. Uh, Jonathan yes. Loisga had a tough start to last season. Um, he found it down the end. Michael King and Clay Holmes are sneaky, a massive part to the Yankees' great start last year. If you remember, the Yankees were on a borderline historic pace. We were talking about 1998 and how many wins into 100 will they get, and then they had the worst August in history. Mike King became a two-inning shutout guy, which is very unique and can change the way your bullpen works. Uh, Jonathan Loisega, um, you know, he originally looked like the next heir to the throne uh, on the closer committee when it was Chapman back there. So I, I think it depends what it looks like. If, you know, Jimmy mentioned that Blue Jays lane that they're going to see a lot, the top of that lineup with all the righties. Well, guess what? It, I think if Clay Holmes and Jonathan Loisega and Mike King are all throwing the, the pill well... I think Clay Holmes would stay in the ninth inning closer, and they would let Johnny or King go at sure. that role. Um, I do think for years they've been a little bit tied up in the bullpen financially with Chapman and Zach Britton. Um, and, you know, as modern bullpens evolved and kind of, you know, a lot of teams had that number one gunner that, hey, Liam Hendricks, get us out of whatever we need. Chapman was not built for that. So I do think the Yankees want that mindset out there. 
But if Clay Holmes looks like Clay Holmes did in the first half last year, I do believe he's going to be in somewhat of a traditional closer role. They just don't want to burn him out like they did last year Shoo. by okay. overusing him before you get to the break and all that stuff. His 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 turbo sinker. Mm. Um, I forgot how much depth it has. I was watching highlights. It's it's something else, man. That thing is a buzzsaw coming through the zone. So he he looks like he could be that guy that locked down everyday closer. But I I understand the different lanes and, and the trust you have in other guys. Another position I wanted to ask you guys about because I'm I'm really very curious about this. JD, our guy, my hitting coach. Mm. Like I'm looking at the athletics roster projection. It's different from the roster projection that we have on our sheet. Is is JD going to get a crack at at three B to open up the year, and moving DJ over a second base? What's that whole situation like? <laughs> it's more than that. The Yanks have eight infielders and one outfielder. Yes. Right now. So we're waiting on a trade that, like, even the beat reporters right now. I don't know when this comes out, but right now on the twentieth, are kind of like a trade. Even the beat reporters that are following the team every now are like, a trade has to happen. Like IKF has to yeah. be traded, basically if anyone would want him because they just have too many infielders for not enough spots. No one's going to eat JD's money. No one's going to even eat half of his money. So I think he's on Mm -hmm. the team until they get to halfway through and let him go, or he plays good enough that he's there. But DJ Donaldson and Glaber are in a rotation between like DH bench, second base, third base. And then hopefully they, they have uh, an everyday shortstop, be it Volpe or Peraza. If it's Volpe, a trade has to happen because then Peraza needs to find that bat yes. somewhere. Uh, if it's Peraza, Volpe probably starts at AAA. And as Waldo Cabrera is the utility guy, which makes... You played well last year. IKF redundant, so he needs to get traded. So, yeah, it's like the least we've ever known about what the Yankees' defensive roster looks like two weeks before the season. I mean, there's there's depth, but... Too much of the same thing, essentially. We got to... But so, okay. Jose Altuve goes down. Is that an IKF situation? Or somebody else? I mean, that looks like it opens a lane up to be a a trade partner right there. It takes two sides to make a trade, and the Yankees have been looking for a trade all offseason, and that trade hasn't happened. So uh, I I will wait to see if anything does happen. Um, I have come to grips with, I think the Yankees are going to roll with this formation because Oswaldo Cabrera can't play anywhere um I, I don't I don't like saying that about a lot of guys because I, I think as you know a lot better than me Trevor Plouffe to play every position on a major league baseball field is very hard to do to to be able to play a real shortstop is very hard to do to be yes. able to play a real center field is really hard to do I think this kid can do it so he's going to move around everywhere and I think he's going to get a lot of run in the outfield because as we just talked about the Yankees are still looking at at-bats there. Um, Donaldson, he's going to get a crack at third base. He's getting paid, I think, 22 mil this year with a 7 mil buyout into next year. Trev, you, you know the money talks, and he did look good defensively last year. So if, if he can do anything else at the plate, he can be a solid bottom-of-the-lineup guy. I'll tell you what, it, Yankee fans aren't buying his stock right now. Um, and, and maybe, hey, if he's, we heard a rumor he was banged up last year. You, you hear a lot. You need to see it. Um, and we will see with Josh Donaldson. DJ LeMayhew it should be the leadoff hitter unless we get to Anthony Volpe, which I'd love to get to Anthony Volpe, but we got eight other guys in the way currently. So um, DJ needs to be 
in this lineup. He's actually had a nice spring. He looks healthy. Um, and he's sneaky, was another key cog in the Yankees' success. And then you look at Glaber Torres, who currently plays second base only, that, yeah, Trev, there's, there's some real questions with this team. Uh, who's going to be out there regularly? And we've been laughing, uh, you know, when Bader went down, uh, that the Yankees felt like they were prepared for infield injuries, and they're just waiting for it, and it hasn't happened. And, uh, yeah, the roster's in a funky spot that I genuinely hope me, James, and BBD are running to the mics in the next 10 days as we record this, that the Yankees have shook up their roster. But it's it's hard to believe in that. Okay, I love it. This is good. This is good information for me. And I have one last one on the roster. Yeah. I think this is important. Uh, Bader goes down. You don't want to have Judge in center field every day, which means he'll have to DH some days, which means Giancarlo Stanton would have to play the outfield. What is that looking like? What are, what are the games we're looking at for like a Giancarlo outfield? Or does that not happen? Oh, yeah, that's great. Boone actually gave like an answer with a number. They want him to play around 40 games. 40 to 60. 40, 40 to 60. That, those are all outfield. Judge DH days. Though. No, Judge will play center or left. Stan will play right. Okay, so are they counting like left field as like like an off day for his body or something? Because that's what I'm... They want to curtail the workload in the outfield, but only center field? For Judge, I think they'd be worried about center field and left field. They 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 treat that as a different position than right field at Yankee Stadium. Okay. They would like to follow that. <laughs> they'd love to follow that with the DH day, but then you're either benching Stanton or... You're going to see some funky Yankee lineups early. Like right yeah. now, if you wanted to DH judge, A, you're going to have a Donaldson or a DJ or a Glaber on the bench. So you're there. And then the rest of your outfield is probably going to be Aaron Hicks and Oswaldo Cabrera, which uh, if we see the Hicks, Oswaldo, Stanton outfield, I just don't know. Um, so, yeah, the, the Yankees lineup's a little funky right now. They got good pieces. It just makes no sense. Like Oswaldo Cabrera shouldn't sure. be a starting outfielder because – his biggest tool is that he can play seven positions on the field. He should be your, you know, the Zobris that spells everybody for sure. one day. The problem is DJ is currently that for the infield. So you're not going to have two roving guys. And then you, IKF is also going to be that too, if he's around, because they're paying him $6 million. So they just, they're a mess right now, but it, they're a mess in terms of organization. It may not hinder results. They, they won 99 games last year. They're rolling back. Pretty much the same team. Once Rodon's healthy and Bader's healthy, yes. it's a better team than they had majority of last year. And hopefully they don't. They just don't get stuck with problems and they um, make moves when they need to. When you have, if Hicksy's doing Hicksy struggles again, or if Donaldson can't hit again, like they can't dig in so deep like they did last year with those three, including IKF, and then then have no real backup plan. That's the judge. Worry. You think judge goes in there and says, I don't need a DH man. Just like keep me in the outfield. Cause that's best for our team. And do they listen to him? If he says that? Yeah. He, he's one of those guys that rarely wants a day off at this point yeah. in the contract too. I mean, you know, he's, he's turning 31 this year. It's not like we're talking about sure. you know, 34, the story, Ellie O'Brien, where you're starting to feel it a little more in the hips. Um, but yeah, I, for anyone, his size to play yeah. center field every day is a gauntlet that, that really shouldn't be on the table, and that's why they traded for Harrison Bader, and that's why, I th you know, 
I think you'll see that one or two times a week. I, I will be surprised if they run. You know, there was t- about two months, maybe even three, where he was kind of the Yankees' everyday center fielder that I think they just can't fall into that again. It's a nice thing to have, and he plays a solid center field. The numbers didn't necessarily love him, but he was chasing the home run race, and him diving for a single in the fourth inning is not worth him potentially getting injured like he did previously on a dive. So he he plays a little more conservative that it's just not where the Yankees will be optimal. Like We're in these great teams right now, right? We're in the top five teams of baseball, and... We should be talking about an optimum lineup, and that's where yeah. Yankee fans are playing scared right now because I think Anthony Volpe should be... Like, if the playoffs started tomorrow, I think I'd want Anthony Volpe at shortstop, and that might be really unfair to Anthony Volpe. And yes, I'm hitting the pay a little hard because that yeah. is how it's set. Maybe second. Oh, I got I to gotta, I gotta learn that. We don't know. Volpe? Volpe, yeah. Yeah, not okay, Volpe. Fine. I got it. Volpe's um, easier. So... He's fun. Volpe's kind of like a nickname thing. Okay. There's three kids we should be excited about. Oswaldo can play anywhere, yes. and let's see where he sinks in. He showed enough last year. Peraza, I mean, we got a cup of coffee from the kid that was really nice, and we Look should good. be excited about him. Volpe's a super prospect who every time you see him, he impresses. And Yankee fans haven't really been able to get truly excited about them because we don't know what kind of opportunity they're going to get. So that's that's kind of the... There's like a, it's not a gray cloud hovering over the Yankee. It's just yeah. like when you see those. There's, weird there's no clouds. clarity for you guys yes. right now. Like this is we're talking about roster crunch and Bader's hurt and Volpe is probably like you guys aren't even thinking about him really starting yet. You haven't you haven't crossed over there yet. So once those two guys are on the freaking roster, we're we're talking about even more roster crunch. So yes, a trade has to happen. I'm hoping a, a trade. trade I'm hoping a trade happens and that allows IKF or um, Vol, Volpe to be on there. He's gonna be up in. As soon as his service, it's either he makes the opening day roster or service yeah. time is gone and he's up. But then where do you slot him? And and then as a team that's trying to win the World Series, three rookies getting starts? <laughs> that doesn't add up. If that was any other team, I'd be like, that's not actually a formula because not all three are going to all hit and play good at once. So sure. I don't even know if I want that. I want one or two, but it's it's. It's fucking confusing. Well, we keep saying we keep saying IKF as the guys can be traded, but a guy, one of those guys, besides probably Volpe, could be packaged in it as well. This is coming out in three days, so by the time this comes out, we could have answers, huh? Well, and that's that's where Glaber Torres. We'll we'll see where this season goes, but Glaber being only being able, able to play second base at this point in his career, and you know, he has good value. He's got two years left at the deadline. He would have a year and a half left. He he ended up having a really solid season for a second baseman last year that you wonder if the target turns to him because we know he was almost traded last deadline, right? He, he was very much rumored in the Pablo Lopez trade that um, uh, a lot of people thought was going to get done with the Yankees. So with their infield uh, glut, is that the word? Um, yeah. Yeah, you... you <laughs> going back to trades and the you have to have two teams that want to trade. Um, I don't know. I've I've heard IKF rumors for a while, and I'm not sure if a team would slot him at shortstop or their util, even though the Yankees say they want to do that. Um, Glaber Torres is a guy that has value that we'll see how this Yankee season goes. But, yeah, like every door you keep trying to open, you end up in a weird thing where, okay, say they call up Volpe. Nice, the kid's on the team. 
are him and Peraza fighting for innings at short? Because that's not a formula. Yeah, that's that's like a sick trial by fire thing. That's either really cool or you're gonna break one of them. Basically, <laughs> like you know, one of them's gonna end up getting hurt. So I don't know, man. I I uh, I don't know. Yeah. Also, you know, if you're a naysayer on the Yankees, they had an amazing first half last year. Yeah. I don't know what the Pythagorean theory theorem record was. They played like well above their level because they had some, their pitching was like beyond. It it was almost unsustainable where you're like, this is going to fall off. It fell off big time where they were horrible in August. And then in September, they're really good. They're like really, really good. All judge, just all judge in the pitching. The offense had like a 220 batting average. If you take away judges at bats and I think their floor is second place. Uh, it could be third, I guess, the Rays, Rays, Jays. Yeah, I think they're, yeah, their floor is third place in the East, and ceiling is obviously winning the East, but it's not going to be the same formula as last year. And last year, they just played out of their fucking minds the first two months. And then they were like, all right. And it was a lot of judge having a historic season. And they were like a legit 500 team in the second half. Well, they had with, the, even with judges. They're August. Time. August is one of the worst months in franchise 10 and history. 18. Yeah. Um, that they basically, it, it was a perfect storm. They, they had some players banged up and they kind of, in their actions, they told the team that, you know, these games don't matter as much. And, and you saw it fall apart. So uh, interested to see if they <laughs> come up against a situation like that again uh, and see how that feels. But, yeah, I mean, with we went over all the question marks and the doom and gloom. I mean, you know, Jimmy says that last year's formula might not work. Uh, if Cole, Savvy, Nestor, and Rodon are all twirling it by the end of April, guess what? That's a pretty good formula. Um, if Aaron Judge is any level of Aaron Judge in his career 977 OPS with Rizzo, Stanton, some combination of Glaber and DJ, you, you're going to win ball games. It, it's it's just that AL East, man. I, I mean, if the Blue Jays fully click, the Rays are going to raise. Uh, do the Orioles take a leap? Pesky Red Sox. Like, if you're the Yankees and uh, some of these questions aren't getting solved and New York is starting to get loud, that, yeah, something dramatic would kind of have to happen, whether trade or injury or what. And uh, right now, Yankee fans are just a little unsure about it. All right, so... We think this team got better. They're starting pitching. When everyone's healthy, this roster is better than it was last year. You can expect, I, I mean, I'm buying Josh Donaldson's stock. If they give him consistent at-bats, he's going to be a better hitter than he was last year. I just don't think there's any doubt about that. So your hitting was great last year. Starting pitching was great last year. Relief pitching was great last year. You're kind of running the same guys out there, except you got Rodon. 94 and a half is the DraftKings over-under. And last year... We won 99 games. Are we calling this an easy over? Yeah, because in, in 2021, they were just so not great to watch and not good. And they won 93 games then. So I still think they're very good. And like Jake said, if Rodon is back after April and Nestor and Seve and Cole are doing yeah, it's a- 80% of what they did last year, you're going to win games. And then you have, you have the offense. It's just how does the offensive and the defensive formula work? That's what you got to find out. But yeah, I'd, I'd take the over on that. I don't know how much over I'd go. Like, I think it's a good line. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the Yankees, their last four full seasons, so if you take out 2020, 100, 103, 92, 99. And again, being a little bit of Yankee fans, that 92-win season was, like, ugly. <laughs> so uh, I, I'd take the over on it. Um, you know, plus our whole East Coast, we're playing less AL East games this year. So we're golden. Um, but, yeah, I think the Blue Jays are either going to be on their butts or ahead of their butts. Ooh. Ahead of their butts. Okay, um, I see this as an easy over. Okay, like I said, you guys are basically the same team, but you added Rodon, and you're going to get a better JD, and I think I think some of these rookies are going to be good. But as a gambling man, I know when it looks too easy, you got to run mm. the other way. I'm taking the under, boys. Wow. Also, I'm it's a team where you know they're the going to make trades. I don't really have a reason for why I'm taking the under, uh, under other than the fact that I know when it looks easy, it's not. Take it. Rafael Ortega, 15 homers if the Yankees let him play. Oh, where's he going to play? Center field. We got outfield spots, man. Okay, sure. Trade for Ian Happ. Whoa. That's the Yankees. Boom, boom, boom. 93 win Yankees. AL East champs. It's going to be a slog. Stanton bounce back season. It's going to be a slog. Josh Donaldson traded to the deadline. Wow. To the Dodgers. Oh, and they fix him. I'd love I'd love that for every party involved. Because they would fix him. And then I'll hang out with them. Ooh.